Alright, it's another episode of TCF. Hope everybody's chilling for this one. I got Tennyson Donnie Coleman, entertainment reporter for NJ.com on this show. Uh, he talks about his experience at the Video Music Awards, the 2019 MTV Video Music Awards that were last Monday. He was on the red carpet covering the event. He talked to Meg Thee Stallion, he talked to Diplo, he talked to plenty of celebrities, um, and the Jersey celebrities were there as well, Redman, Wyclef, uh, Soprano star, Vincent Pastor was there, so just a lot. He talks about his experience there, he talks about who he ran into, who he interviewed, what they had to say, um, some surprising things that... Uh, you know, he talks about maybe people don't know about red carpet events like that. Um, just a lot. So if you're into music, if you're into the VMAs, if you're into celebrities, uh, mainstream music, all of that, basically this is the episode that's perfect for you because he shares a lot of insight from his time on the red carpet. Um, he also shares insight on the music industry as general um, from, you know, when he was looking to double major in music in college and he um he had an internship in the music industry and he kind of got a lot of insight he also talked about how the music industry was kind of dying for a period of time and it's making a big comeback now um so that originally turned him away as well he talks about what that all was like so um obviously a great interview and it's pretty self it's not there's a lot of good insight, and I don't want to go into it too much before um, before the actual interview. So that's all I'm going to say before we get to the interview, though. Lil Uzi Vert is at it again, okay? He performed uh, at Made in America last night on Sunday. Um, and so he's riding around Philly in his Bugatti with, you know, his whole gang and his whole group following him in all sorts of, you know, decked out cars, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, you can tell I'm not, I'm not a car guy. <laughs> I'm a music guy. I love, I'm a, I'm a hip hop guy. I'm a music guy, not a car guy, but he was driving around in his Bugatti and, uh, basically he pulled up to Temple University. Um, it, it's so funny. He, he, continuously has gone to this barber shop right uh basically on temple university's campus right on cecil b moore um mecca giving them a free shout out um maybe they'll pay me for it we'll see um but no he goes there i think it's so funny because you know i've i've been there i've gotten haircuts there before myself um and he just pulls up there in these nice ass cars and he just you know, walks in, gets his haircut like anybody else would around that area. Um, and but it's funny. I have a friend, you know, I that saw him. Obviously, he got a cr huge crowd around him. Uh, my friend happened to be there, um, and I asked my friend, "Oh, was everybody yelling? Uh, pay for my tuition too. Pay for my tuition too because of that video that went viral a couple weeks ago that uh, Lil Uzi ran into a temple or a temple student ran into Lil Uzi and asked for his tuition to be paid for and Lil Uzi agreed to pay for the kid's tuition. I've been trying to get that kid on my show. So if anyone knows him personally, uh, you know, let him know. I'd love to have him on. Anyways, um, but Lil Uzi was edited again, like I said, at Temple University, handing out money to people. I asked, uh, so my friend asked him, hey, Uzi, can I get $20 for dinner? And Uzi hands him a $100 bill. Uzi doesn't carry around 20s. Like, let's be honest. Like, he has no need to carry around 20s. He probably went and got his haircut. That haircut, I don't know how much it is, but it's probably, uh, like a basic, like I, I used to get like a skin fade and a trim, whatever. And it was like $25, $30, something around that. So for him, he he's probably just handing out, they probably are like, they probably don't even ask for 
They don't even tell him how much it is because he can hand them a $100 bill probably. He probably handed them a couple hundred dollar bills. Oh, 100 for the haircut, and here's two more hundreds for the tip, something like that. But it's just, I mean, the dude obviously has money to give away, but it's just funny. He's at it again, Temple University students continuing to, continuing to get money from Lil Uzi Vert. So I thought that was just a funny story to share. Uh, obviously, I wish I was at Made in America because I was there the last three years. And, you know, I just I can't get back to Philly right now. But um, if you were at Made in America, definitely let me know who is the good performers, who is who disappointed and uh, what surprised you everywhere in between as well. Um, but um, let's see, as long as we're talking about the MTV uh, video music awards. I will plug, uh, an interview that I have coming up, uh, MTV star and celebrity tattoo artist, Travis Ross from MTV's how far is tattoo far will be on my show. I'm not going to say exactly when, but I'm assuming within the next two weeks, I already have the, I already have it recorded. I already have the interview recorded, but you know, it's just about a decision factor on uh, my part, um, and saying I'm indecisive and all that. Um, I want to plan it out. I want to, uh, I want that interview. It's a really good interview as well. I want it to be out at the right time. So tell your friends to go follow my Instagram, to listen to my podcast, whatever. Oh, and another thing really quick before we get to the interview, uh, I have a link on the top of all listening platforms to support the podcast. If you have a dollar lying around and you like the interviews that I'm doing, and you like the podcast, I would much appreciate, you know, gaining that dollar, saving up for things like, one, I need to get Adobe Premiere back. My content on Instagram, go follow it at the creative underscore flow. It's going to get a lot better as soon as I get Adobe Premiere back. I have been without Adobe Premiere for a couple months, but I want to get that whole Adobe suite. Um, so things like that. Um, it would help me get new guests on this show, um, continue to get, uh, bigger and bigger guests, um, and things of that nature. I need to, uh, soundproof the studio a little bit better, make the sound a little bit better, all sorts of things. I need a, uh, pop, uh, shield, uh, a pop filter for the microphone. Um, so all sorts of things like that. Um, to continue to improve this podcast so we can just get it to be better and better and it's a better listening experience for you guys as well that way. Um, so I would much appreciate that. Just wanted to throw that out there. If you know anyone that would want to sponsor the podcast, that would be great. Or if you have a company that you would want to sponsor the podcast, um, you can contact me as well. Um, I would say the best route of contacting me really is to DM me on my Instagram at the creative underscore flow. Um, and one more thing that I'm adding here, uh, Tennyson provided me with some of the footage that he had from the red carpet. So if you go on my Instagram, I'm going to say it again at the creative underscore flow. You'll be able to see some of that footage, kind of going to mix it in a little bit with his interview where he's talking about some of the celebrities that he interviewed and then throw in some of the interviews, some of the footage as well. So another good reason to go check out my Instagram right there. But for now, let's get to this interview with Tennyson Donnie Coleman. All right, I now welcome on Tennyson Donnie Coleman, entertainment reporter for NJ.com. Uh, Tennyson was just at the VMAs right on the red carpet with all the celebrities. So first off, just talk about that experience and what that was like for you. I can't really put into words what it means, and I, I know that sounds cliche, but, um, you know, just a few months ago, I, you know, quit my job in local TV because I wasn't feeling fulfilled. You know, I have a lot of friends that are in that business, and it's something that um, they love waking up every day to do, but I just 
for some reason, after almost three years, I found myself still, three years later, questioning if that's what I was meant to do, even after, you know, the strides that I had made in it, even after climbing markets, even after winning an investigative um, reporting award, um, I still felt like, I don't know, there was just like something missing, a piece of me missing, a lot of sacrifice that I was making, you know, going to these small towns far from home, not making a lot of money, and not knowing what the end, like, you know, the end goal and result was going to be. Um, so, you know, I, I was recruited for this job, and it's, it's not in TV, but it's still journalism, and I, I knew that I still wanted to tell stories. Um, I just didn't know how. And, um, you know, all I knew was TV for, for three years. So, so me making the switch digital to writing more and doing video when I can um, was daunting because I'm like, well, I don't want to, you know, lose that opportunity. But uh, here, you know, here I am a few months later and the VMAs come around and I'm thinking, you know, I just got to this company all the, you know, people that were here a lot longer than I have been are just going to hop all over it. But let me see what I can do. As soon as word came out, you know, I reached out to TV. I was, you know, letting the company know, hey, I'm on, like, figuring out the credential situation, you know, and stuff like that. And not a lot of people where I work now have that video on-camera experience. So kind of like a no-brainer. You know, I think there's one other, like, TV reporter in our newsroom, someone that, that has a TV background. So, um it was a no-brainer then that, all right, you're going to go do the red carpet. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things where I tried to prepare for it, no matter how much I did try to prepare. I still felt ner- nervous, didn't know if, if I was prepared enough. And I just finally got to a point, I think, the day of when I'm standing in line, I got there an hour before che- uh, press check-in. And, um, yeah, no, I... I, I was like, you know what, like, I can prepare, I can I can try and memorize stuff as much as I want to, but the minute that I forget one of these facts or something, I'm going to be flustered. So how about just chill out, just go with the flow. You've never done this before. So, and, and I don't think anyone really at my company had done something like this before. So I don't think there was like a standard for me to follow. So once I took the pressure off of myself, um, things kind of worked the way they were supposed to. And it was just, everything felt natural. The minute, I think the first person on the red carpet was Megan Thee Stallion. And like, you know, everyone's been following her with the Hot Girl Summer and all that. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that, I yelled a question at her and she turned around and responded. And, and from that, from the onset, from that, it just gave me the confidence to speak up for myself because I knew I had to be scrappy, um, you know, and, and I knew that, you know, you have a short window for some of these people. You got to make every second count. And uh, pretty much what I what I did. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, just following your coverage, obviously you're very good at what you do. You sounded confident. You seemed like you were having fun with it, which is important as well. Um, and it's great that it was in right in New Jersey to give you the chance to cover it. Um, what's, do you know what the selection process is like? Like why, why did it come to New Jersey? You know, I'm not sure about that. It was the first time it was in New Jersey. Um, we had a, like our music and culture writer there too. He actually went and, uh, and wrote about like the, the award show overall, but, uh, I don't know. He says that they've had in off years, they've gone to like Miami and I think Vegas. So I think they, every now and then they try and switch it up just to make it fresh, give it a different perspective. Definitely. And I, I didn't even realize there were so many celebrities, so many artists from New Jersey, but just talk about some of the artists that were there from New Jersey, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if people like talking yeah. about it or what, but, but talk about they, but they did talk about it with you. Talk about some of those celebrities and what they kind of said about having it in New Jersey. 
Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised because, you know, like when they decided it was going to be in New Jersey, you know, everyone in my office was like, oh, this is such a big deal. It's the first time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, I didn't think it was going to be much different than, you know, okay, it's not in Manhattan. It's just going to go right over the, the river or whatever to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like coming to New Jersey. I mean, they call the New York sports teams, uh, the football teams, the, the New York teams, but they're really in Jersey. So I just thought, okay, maybe there was like, they just did that because, you know, the, the Barclays Center was booked up or something, you know, or, but I was surprised by how, how much they integrated New Jersey into the show. I mean, from the presenters to the finale to some of the, uh, the, the segments and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of folks from Jersey. Um, some that I didn't know, like you said, um, but uh, yeah, why plus John, uh, you know, obviously a solo artist, but you know, made a name for himself with Lawrence Hill and the Fugees back in the nineties. Um, Red man, uh, naughty by nature, like all of these old school hip hop groups who performed in the finale, um, that I were able to talk to on the red carpet. They're from Jersey, uh, Queen Latifah from New Jersey. She walked by, didn't get a chance to talk to her. Uh, I think she had to get in, but, but, um, it was still cool capturing her and getting her and her waving over at the hometown, uh, publication. Um, who else? I'm trying to think, uh, cake boss was there. Um, the, the, the Jersey Shore folks walked by, okay. Snooky, Wow, I think Ronnie, um, and then some folks I didn't really know until, but I still interviewed them and talked to them, and now I kind of, they're on my radar, uh, Mariah Lynn from Love and Hip Hop New York, uh, Kevin Kenny, the new host of TRL, is from right down the road. Uh, he actually lives, both of them actually live in Jersey City, which is where I live now. So I might see them out and actually, like, you know, recognize them. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who else. There were just so many. Ice-T was there. He's from New Jersey. Um, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of homegrown talent at the award show. Who was who was like the most excited to have it in New Jersey? Was there anyone that was really repping New Jersey that was just happy that it was there? Oh yeah, I mean Wyclef, you know, he was there with his wife and his daughter, and and, and he was you know hyping up you know the performance and just the flavor um, that uh, that New Jersey brings. I would say Redman was very hyped. I think Redman was very hyped that he was, you know, come, kind, of, kind of having a comeback performance. Um, but, you know, he, he felt like, you know, especially in Newark, which is going through a uh, pretty bad water crisis right now. There's lead in some of the water system. Um, you know, he felt like, you know, Newark always felt like the stepchild of New York City. When it, especially when it came to the entertainment industry. And um, he felt like, you know, because I remember asking him, I asked for all of them, a lot of them, um, like New Jersey-centric questions like that we all argue about. Like, is there actually a central Jersey or is it just north and south? And he was the only one that kind of said, you know, like, I don't care if there is a, I, you know, we're just Jersey because back in the day, you know, they were all the Jersey artists were coming up together, banding together because they were trying. They were trying to fight to get onto the New York City uh, radio, and you know, and, and trying to prove that New Jersey had signature style that that was um, worth listening to um, and paying attention to. So, I think he was really excited. He said, "You know, the youth in the city are going to see this now and say, you know." My city means something. My city is worth something. Hopefully, you know, the water crisis will 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 get some eyes on that. But also, you know, if if these folks can make it from here, then maybe we can too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great message. Now, you also ran into Diplo. Uh, and you're a Temple alum. Talk about. I'm a Temple alum as well. Of so the listeners know, but. Um, <laughs> what kind of what did you say to get his attention and come over? And then what he what did he say? Um, I actually, it's funny. The reason I, the way I got his attention was 
by yelling, yo, Diplo, Temple University in the house, what's up? <laughs> and he, like, heard that, and, like, because I don't think he was going to, he would have come, come over otherwise. Because, like, a lot of celebrities, like, if they hear certain buzzwords or their publicist knows the publication, then they'll be, like, they'll stop where they already have things ahead of time planned where they're going to stop. So I was like, I need to, I already knew that Diplo was going to be on the red carpet. So there were certain people I had, like, just predetermined things that I, if I saw them, I would yell to try and maximize the few seconds that I got. And so the Temple one for me was a no-brainer, and he came over. And, you know, nor, like, normally I was asking folks about the award show. Um, but since he wasn't a New Jersey native and, and my publication is more Jersey-centric, I, I knew that I was just going to ask him probably something about Temple and just, like, use that as an auxiliary video, you know, something that I could post for all the, the owls out there that, that would appreciate it. Definitely. And uh, what did he have to say when he came over? Yeah, he he said, you know, uh, I asked him, what do you have to say to, to your fellow owls? And uh, he said, oh, man, uh, North Philly, you've changed so much, but I still love you. You know, it, it's hard up there in North Philly, but, uh, you know, we... We work hard, and, and he and we he actually said, um, you know, you guys party harder than anybody. <laughs> you guys party harder than anybody else, and um, I I I feel like Temple because Temple University on social media and like Klein College, they were all like sharing all of my stuff before and like liking it, and like I noticed that was one they like stayed away. From. <laughs> but I was like, I, you know, you gotta post it. I'm out here. To Absolutely, absolutely. Is there anything else that uh, really surprised you about an event like this or that you think people wouldn't really know unless they were there at the red carpet? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Let me think about that. I guess... I guess people don't understand, like, the process, like, for what the red carpet setup is like. Like, we aren't just all running around chasing the celebrities, right? Um, there's the, you know, the network or whatever that's hosting it, obviously MTV, Viacom, um, in this regard. So they already have like their, they have, you know, their pre-show set up, you know, they had, and they had a few performers out on the pre-stage, the pre-show stage. They had their host, Terrence J and, uh, I almost said Roxy. I'm thinking about 106 and Park, Terrence J and Vanessa or Vanessa. Um, and well, so basically what happens is they split all of the media outlets that are there out, like, you know, third party outlets into different zones. So there's like zone one, which is like a lot of the major, um, uh, outlets. So for example, uh, good morning America variety, those types of publications, even the shade rooms actually in zone one. Uh, but that's just shows the power of the internet and, and blogs these days. But, um, yeah, Good Morning America, actually, there's a Temple alum uh, who's a digital reporter for them who actually was, I, uh, I had class with when we were in school, Zoe Moore. She was reporting on the red carpet for them. Um, 
but then like yeah you're behind like a velvet rope as everyone's going by and you so you kind of have to you're sitting there the space is really tight a lot of the outlets have two or three people there um and we sent a a, a photographer with me but he only shot stills so i was shooting video in one hand and have the mic in another hand you know ready to go and and just trying to like multitask um which was you know i'm glad i did it that way because i was able to control um exact like not the narrative but you know i could i knew i could control the pacing a little bit and it was easier for me to go back and edit everything because i knew exactly what i shot and who i shot and how i shot them and stuff like that Absolutely. It's, it's a harder work than people think, but um, you definitely did a great job with it. Now, who, who were some of the best dressed out there on the red carpet? Was there anyone wearing anything crazy or different? Yeah. I mean, this year, I don't know. Like, I, you know, the VMAs used to be known for, like, just the craziest outfits. Like, didn't Lady Gaga have a meat suit or, like, Kermit the Frog <laughs> or something one year? But I actually was reading a New York Times article, like, the next day that basically said, you know, bring back the bad taste. Because, like, I mean, it was pretty tame this year uh, as far as outfits go. I mean, Lizzo had on a really, like, cute ensemble, a red dress. Um, it's funny. People um, have been joking online. Megan Thee Stallion, they, they said she looked like she was a WWE wrestler. Um going gunning for the title because uh, like she had on kind of an outfit that a, a women's wrestler would uh, would wear um, I'm trying to think I feel like DJ that's normal Khaled for her had, <laughs> right 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 yeah DJ Khaled had on like this colorful ensemble he is just as um, quirky in real life as he is I mean in the in, on, on online and, and his songs and stuff like he's just always on he's always on and he's convicted by everything that he says uh normani had on a nice uh dress uh there was someone that just slipped my mind bobby light um he had on a yellow like um suit and and glasses that were kind of like a retro vintage look that uh he said was um was like a tribute to prince so that was pretty cool. I love, I love Prince. Um, yeah. So I mean, there, there was just there was so much going on that, that, like, I didn't have a chance to be like, all right, who looks the best? Yeah. But you know, those are some that, that I remember right now. Now, what about you, man? You had some of your own swag. Talk about what you were wearing. Yeah, I um, you know, I, I wanted to at least wear some a statement outfit, but I didn't want to too much you know I didn't I didn't want too much of the spotlight on me but um yeah I had on a a red red um sport coat that kind of matched the red carpet look uh tan plaid pants a tan fedora which I felt like was the the piece you know I, I know people saw the red jacket but I felt like the fedora is what gave me power um and uh yeah, I was actually surprised by how little the reporters and bloggers and media folks dressed up. I mean, especially the males. Um, I was one of the few that I saw, at least, that actually put some effort and time and thought, I feel like, into, you know, the, the fit, the look. There was a guy next to me who showed up a little bit later with the uh, Newark Times and he was wearing, I don't know how to describe it, because I don't know if it was like a dress or or what, I can't remember, but it reminded me of like a Disney villain t- type of thing, like something like Ursula or like Maleficent or someone will wear. It was pretty dope um, and pretty bold. I actually thought he was a celebrity because he got there after the red carpet had started. I'm like, okay, I don't know who this is, but I'm, you know, I'm going to get their outfit on camera and, like, try and talk to them. And then it turns out he was actually, you know, a local, uh, I guess, reporter slash blogger or what have you. Well, you're on the red carpet, too, and you definitely fit the part. You look the part, so uh, <laughs> that's good. But uh, just, 
was there any other major highlights of your night on the red carpet there? I just think it was such a big learning experience for me, and I really learned that I could do that. And, and what, you know, I've been searching for my purpose or my calling and all of that. You know, like I said, I just quit a job a few months ago. Um, and this, this was just such, this is the validation I needed. Um, you know, it was very, very exciting when Megan the Stallion would, would respond or, or Lizzo heard me out of all the people screaming to respond to me, you know, uh, that was just, I can't explain being that close, you know, being a foot or two away from these people that are, are, are worshiped almost by, by a lot of people. Um, you know, and just, just being there for the pre-show performances, Megan Thee Stallion shut it down. Ava Max did her thing. Um, I think Bad Bunny might have, I don't know if they performed or, or I know they walked by. They had on crazy outfits too. Jay Balvin, uh, obviously with the hair and stuff, uh, another look. Ava Max actually, she had on like a Wonder Woman Superman outfit uh, on the red carpet. I forgot about that. That was pretty cool. Lil Nas X had on his signature, like, you know, silver cowboy-esque jacket and stuff like that, so. Now, obviously, the VMAs can't be every day, unfortunately, but just talk about kind of some other stuff that goes into this job and some of the other stuff that you've covered. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, obviously, this has been a highlight so far, um, but before that, I've been covering, that's the thing, I've been covering a lot of these topics and a lot of these people um you know beforehand so it was kind of like you know i i have time to brush up on pop culture in a way that i didn't over the last few years um and uh you know i do a bunch of stuff i mean the the entertainment reporter slash trend it's entertainment slash trending topics and that trending part kind of leaves open for like anything really anything that people are talking about or are going to be talking about that's the thing trying to catch the trend before it actually becomes a trend um that's where the money is you, you write about the and, popeye's uh, chicken sandwich <laughs> i actually didn't we had a, a our we have like a food team like food reporters uh on our entertainment team our topics team and they act one of those guys actually went to both uh chick-fil-a and popeye's and tried the spicy and, and classic versions of both, and then like kind of rated it and, and picked which one won. But um, yeah, but we do do stuff like that. I I do do stuff like that. Generally, I mean, I have done food things. Like there was a Harry Potter themed um, donut, not a donut shop, but the 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 shop had um, made treats and stuff inspired by. Harry Potter because mm. July is, is his birthday month so like I went and I tried that and, like I don't normally eat donuts but those were really good um, I've you know the, the crisis in Sudan you know the humanitarian crisis I've, I've done some like written up a guide slash explainer on that because um, I noticed that like a few months ago people on my Instagram timeline their, their profile pictures were blue and I, I woke up and I saw that and I initially thought the app was glitching. And uh, then I Googled it. Why, you know, I Googled why people turning their profile pictures blue. And... Um, you said that was on Instagram? Know, yeah. Okay, and I noticed that, that too. So uh, tell me, because I, I was confused as well. Yeah, so I, I immediately Googled it because I'm like, is this a glitch? Like, what's going on? And then I just saw so many people, like a few people, and I'm like, it's can't be that much of a coincidence and uh, what I saw was like a bunch of uh, like major outlets like blogs and, and, and lesser known sites have been writing about it so I decided well you know maybe we can throw our hat in there let me like research the, the crisis what's going on and um, you know we made a post we call them SEO posts which are um, posts that are meant to like answer broad questions that people might have and so so do you you know you want the headline to kind of be like what someone would search so the headline was why are people turning their, their profile picture blue and it actually still to this day it's getting people clicking on it but like and it's when it when it peaked 
it was doing like 10,000 views or more a week. Um, and ultimately, I think within the first few weeks, it, it had about 150,000 uh, page views. So just people curious about this. And we were the, the first one really coming up in the, um, in the search engine because we were like first, like one of the first publications. And, you know, when you're doing these posts, there are like hacks and, and, and formulas and tools for how you write them and, and links that you add and things that boost how well it does on Google and search engines and stuff. So, uh, I can be doing anything from like a celebrity thing to something more serious like that. I've written about like diversity in children's media. I've, um, you know, written new roller coasters at Six Flags. Uh, I've covered the UFC. Got, like, actually, like, followed a, report, uh, a fighter um, during his, like, training for a fight and then, you know, went to the actual event where he was uh, set to fight. Um, and all, and I've done all that in a short amount of time that I've been here. So, like, I'm, I'm excited for what is to come. Absolutely, man. Keep keep that great work up. So, so are you going to tell us why people were turning uh, their profile pictures blue, or is that just a plug so that people have to go uh, read the article? Uh, well, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I feel like this is pretty widespread knowledge now. Yeah, so in Sudan, there's um, a humanitarian and like political crisis. Um, the people finally were able to oust their uh, pretty much authoritarian dictatorship uh, leader, um, a few months ago, like within the last year. And there was, you know, hope that now they're going to move to more of a democratic system. And this change has been very slow, stagnant. Uh, some things have been like promised that weren't, you know, fulfilled. So the people have been like really uh, protesting and, and acting in civil disobedience, um, trying to get concessions that they were hoping for they want a democracy and um so the government uh, and, and government forces and certain government forces have been like pushing back and like utilizing like actual force in the military to um you know a lot of people have been killed protesters and stuff demonstrators just for the sheer fact that they're trying to push for democracy and um so people wanted to raise attention to that and from what I uh, re uh, researched, one of the early like, um, protesters who um, died while trying to like shield or protect, um, I think a woman or and, uh, and a kids or something like that, his favorite color was blue. And so, in honor of him, they um, blue became the color of the movement. Hmm. All right. That's great. That's uh, see, I didn't even know that. That's probably on my own wrongdoing for not finding that out myself. But no, I, that... mean, I mean, there's there's so much going on these days, and so like it's so easy to find information. Or now you don't even have to look for the information that you want. Now with Web 3.0, you know, it's all about um, a personalized experience that curates your day, your media everything for you so you're getting push notifications every day based on your activity are you an eagles fan are you a colts fan are you a redskins fan you know do you do you pay attention to the you, you know are you clicking on more political articles are you clicking on stock market related things now you're starting to see that your phone is sending you those notifications more so than the other things because they know that that's what you're probably that's what's going to get you to click on their app or their website. It's crazy, man. <laughs> it really is. Now, you obviously are a really talented reporter, but I have to ask you about your musical abilities as well because you're a really talented musician as well. I've seen you sing, dance, play piano, whatever. Just talk about that and where your background is in that. Yeah, I mean, that that's always, you know, right now it's, it's a hobby. Um, I I almost made tried to I almost double majored in music actually at Temple. Um, I had an audition and I had prepared for it, but I just felt like um, you know if I were to make music like my thing like work, I was going to end up hating it. <laughs> so 
that's why, and I actually had a music industry internship my sophomore year at Temple, where I was um, working with the music publishing house that had a bunch of like songs and stuff placed on reality shows, and they worked with trying to place songs on, you know, with artists, and uh, they specialized more in like R&B and gospel uh, artists, and I don't think people realize, um, because I didn't until this internship, um, it's called uh, junior junior business junior music uh, executives. It's what it's called. It's it's based in Philly, and um, I didn't realize, you know, just how technical and, and really the business side of the music industry. It's like it's mostly that, like what you see and what you hear. Um, you know, that's only like a small percent of what actually goes into making a a song let alone an album, a success. I mean, and, and where the money really is in it. The money's in the business side of it, not the performance side until you make it to the the Rihanna or the Adele or the, you know, Beyonce, Jay-Z levels. But, but you know, um, so I learned that and I was like, oh man, like that kind of turned me off a little bit because I'm like, I, I think the music industry's having a little bit of a comeback, but with streaming and stuff like that. But, you know, for years, um, it had crashed, crashed and burned because they, uh, executives and, and record labels, um, kind of downplayed or, or, uh, didn't take seriously the advent of the internet and what, how that was going to shape, reshape the way we listen to music. They, I mean, cause album sales were doing so well in the early 2000s so well there was like you know it's kind of like the titanic like god can't even um can't even sink this ship and an iceberg the internet <laughs> comes along and um just really deters the entire path and for years there was no money there was no there was no real like merit of trying to be a performer or even going into the music industry so that was changing a bit but um you know, so after that experience of interning, like I loved the internship, but I just, I felt like, you know, maybe I needed to focus more on the media, like the TV, the, the journalism side of things. But I, I yeah, I, I've been singing since I was five. I, I believe it was when I was five. It might have been earlier. My mom used to um, make us like sit, come every Sunday or Saturday night and we had to practice songs, me and my three sisters, um, learn the harmonies and the voice parts because she was going to make us sing at church the next day. <laughs> so, like, that's kind of where that started. And I know that we, the preschool that I went to, we had, like, different programs where we would learn songs and stuff like that. And I don't know, I just always, um, as a kid, my mom put me in lessons for piano and drums and guitar. So, like, that was just always a part of me. And I think I had, like, my rebellion phase um, from maybe, like, 11 till 15, where I was like, no, I just want to play sports. I want to play football. Like, that's the, the manly thing to do, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, like, I just stopped growing at some point, or I wasn't growing as fast as everyone else was. So, like, football was not in my future. <laughs> um and it kind of led me back to music. And then I got into dancing. I actually was a very, very bad dancer until I started trying to teach myself when I was 15. Because what happened was um, Michael Jackson died. And um, I remember that was like such a huge thing. Um, I, I still remember where I was and, and what I found out. And... I started, like, they were just playing his videos over and over and over and over and over. And I was, this is like my second time, you know, being introduced to, to some of the music again and, and kind of like the videos. And I, I was like, oh, like, I want to learn how to dance. So I kind of taught myself just by watching, like, his music videos and, um, you know, watching, like, Usher and Chris Brown and like YouTube tutorials and stuff like that until I kind of got a hang for, you know, feeling, feeling it, you know, feeling the music. Um, and I ended up doing basically, I auditioned for 
my my high school offered like a dance company and a dance a few dance classes so i i was able to do that and that helped me with my confidence a little bit um but yeah i i still post stuff on my page you know just just for fun um on youtube on instagram at tennyson tv um gotta do the shameless plug right but yeah I, I i post stuff just for fun just to keep growing just to see where it goes i mean i don't ever see it being like you know my my job job you know but you know if i can connect with other creatives um in the area and and do some you know do some shows do some open mics do, you know play some play some of the bar club scenes like i think that would be fun and a, and a sense of fulfillment for myself yeah, that's great. I mean, that's the best way to do it because you're not the only person I've interviewed that has said that they would hate doing music if they had to do it for a career for you know reasons you named for never thinking it was going to be perfect or whatever. But yeah, you're not alone, but it's great to have that talent on your side and to use it as a hobby. And so so keep that up as well. And uh, well, I was going to let you plug yourself a little bit anyway, so if there's anywhere else you want people to follow you, if you want to talk about what's coming next for you, anything like that, go for it, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, at Tennyson TV, uh, Tennyson TV on um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I use Facebook, too. Uh, SoundCloud, actually, I just got back into. So I, I guess I should start plugging my SoundCloud. Hmm. Uh, also, at Tennyson TV, which sounds like kind of like weird but uh Tennyson music sorry taken I, I don't want to go into that but I'm disappointed about that <laughs> but um but yeah no I've just been doing a bunch of covers and, and and things like that I've been doing been experimenting with doing mashup covers so like each each um mashup is based on an artist for example um like when Chris Brown's album Indigo came out um, like that day I dropped like an Indigo um, mash up with some songs that were released ahead of time, um, and and that 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 that's doing pretty well. Um, I have one coming up, uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. Um, I'm a big Janet Jackson fan, and uh, Rhythm Nation came out third, that album, one of the best albums ever. Just ask Rolling Stones, um, Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, that album came out 30 years ago in September, so I actually have a mashup of a bunch of those songs that I've already recorded, and, I, and I've recorded most of the visual and, and edited most of the visual for, so um, just just kind of waiting for the timing now at this point, um, and, and some, fixing up a few loose ends. Uh, so yeah, I do stuff like that. I also... Um, my mom has a an organic skincare company called Divine Designs and Creations, um, and I do marketing for her as well. And uh, getting ready to launch this big like marketing campaign um, with our uh, with, with the marketing plan that I kind of came up with uh, on social media. And uh, you know, we we actually she came up to New York City area a few weeks ago, and we went to the city. And we dressed, I, I came up with like a mascot and everything. So like, uh, be on the lookout for that stuff coming soon as well. You really do it all, it seems. Uh, Tennyson Donnie Coleman, uh, entertainment reporter for NJ.com, talented musician, dancer, uh, and uh, marketing as well. So the uh, Tennyson, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. All right, Tennyson Donnie Coleman, uh, definitely go check him out. A lot to offer in uh, a lot of different ways, a lot of different platforms. Um, I said a lot before the interview. I don't have much else to say, but I am going back to Philadelphia on September 18th. Um, and so I will be interviewing someone there. It's another in-person interview. We're going to have video footage of the interview as well. That's going to be on my Instagram, on my YouTube, all that. So that's something else that you guys can look forward to as well. On top of Travis Ross, MTV star coming on my show, um, and yeah so just continue listening uh thank you so much and i will talk to you again next week